accents. By hating justice, then you come to the right place. Yay, look at us. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? Ah. I was gonna say that, but then okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? I call my name Love. You called your name? I call my name. <laughs> call my case. <laughs> love? Mm-hmm. With a question mark. Oh, it's love? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. Um, <laughs> a lot of love. <laughs> There's a lot of that love question mark in the world. My case is called More Money, More Drama. Ooh, <laughs> like it? I like it. <laughs> to paraphrase the great Biggie Smalls, who said, More money, more problems. More money. My saying is, More money, more drama. But that's a good drama too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. We're gonna get into it when we get shit. to that. When we get to that, because obviously it's not a good story. You have a shit ton of money. No, let me rephrase. Mm. When mm. I need you to set out a wheel for you. Yes. No, I'm glad that we're doing this with a recording because then when I die under suspicious circumstances, they would have known that you requested Bitch, a wheel. I will. want you to straight them. I'll do it myself too. I include you uh-huh. on my will uh-huh. because you don't know. Uh-huh. And besides this, I'm gonna get like a. I'll be like, okay, you're rich. Yes, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. How much money you have? A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's so much. <laughs> yes. Like the the dog. What's the name of the dog? Um, we're talking about the uncle. Yeah. Mc, uh, Mc, not Mc, not McDuck. Um, Scrooge McDuck. No. I I, I know. The, the rich dog. The rich dog. The uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wanna be like that? Yes, that rich. Like Richie Rich Rich. Like I have a mountain with my face. With your face mm-hmm. on it, like Richie Rich my and his family. Like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you just listening, she just flipped me off. Okay. Both um, fingers. I will have two extra middle fingers to flip you three times more. All right. Two then. times more. Listen. Uh-huh. Why okay. are you trying to encroach up in, in my will so that you can kill me Bitch, under I'm suspicious circumstances? No, Chanel. Mm. And then we go to mm. the insurance people. Right. Insurance people have a lot of money, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. I need you to insure, insure my ass. Mm-hmm. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Right. And they're like, okay, I will insure you for this, for that, for everything. And then if I get killed. Mm-hmm. You have to pay my peeps. Mm. Less money. So if I get into an accident, if I yes. get killed, yes. if I get murdered, mm-hmm. all of you mm-hmm. get less money. Like $10. But if you died under natural circumstances, we get like a million. Three million. But that's not our fault. If somebody, if you have be- you, an but angry person. It, look at this business I don't idea. know about it. No. I'm guaranteeing that everybody around me has Takes my care fucking back. Right. I understand. I get your angle, but at the same time, no you're angle. prone to getting into shit with random people. <laughs> <laughs> and so, to be rich and so therefore, everybody needs to be hyper vigilant about exactly. you. Let me bring you all a story that happened just this evening. <laughs> and I can prove you I can change when Listen. I'm less stressed. Exactly. But just this evening, let's just example. <laughs> I am on my way to get my license. By the time we record again, I'm going to have my license in Canada. Yeah. I'm calling it. I'm just going to put it out there. If it doesn't happen, well, I'll have to come it back and say shit. But, I, but I'm putting it out there that I'm getting my license. Now, I'm doing that, <laughs> I'm doing that on Tuesday. Now, I've been putting this off for a long time. I've dri- I drove for many years in Trinidad. I can drive. I'm very capable of driving. It's just I'm getting doing the formality of getting the license. So and here it's a whole a whole story. It is a whole drama to get it. Plus, like, there was the whole delay with the pandemic. We don't want to get into it. The point is, is that I'm finally doing it. 
Susanna has been lovingly driving my ass around for the entire time we have been friends. I, I, but I, I, I do it gratefully. I just said lovingly drove my ass around. You missed okay. the word. You missed okay. the word. Anyway, point is, is she's been driving me around. Uh, in pursuit of my license, I have been driving Susanna's car and driving her around. Now, Susanna's personality is extremely reactive. Okay, what you talking about, bitch? You see, <laughs> just, just an example. <laughs> She's very active. So tonight, oh, this, it, we're coming back from Walmart, right? Because if we get in a car together, we're almost always going for food or something we're not supposed to have. It's just, that's the destination. So we go to Walmart to spend money we didn't have and then go to get ice cream that we shouldn't eat. So that was where we went. <laughs> so we're on the way back. Susanna decides she's getting a cone. Why? Because she's not driving. Right? And I so don't have to be concerned. About she doesn't have to be concerned. Now, Susanna is one of the angriest drivers i have ever met in my life i'm not saying she's not justified in her anger but she's real mad so we're there driving and this car is encroaching in my space he's so close to me that if both of our windows were down he could brush my cheek with his hand okay like the man was right up on me it was like a scene from fast and the furious okay now susanna in this moment i am expecting this motherfucker mama this Mother that I'm I'm waiting for it. She goes, you know, and I'm I'm expecting the next word to be a curse word or some hybridized bastardization of this man who's next up. Do you know what she says? She goes, you know, pause. She pauses. And she goes, This waffle is so fresh. It's it falling so apart. Shut up. I'm just like what the fuck? I didn't know the luxury of all those people <laughs> when I drive you around, around like I may. So like, so in, in her real life, when she's not being catered to, um, would be worried about that clause in your insurance because you could get taken out by any of the people that you fuck around but, with at any I'm moment. I'm a billionaire, trillionaire, quadrillionaire. Mm-hmm. So... I don't need to drive myself. So then you think you'll always be zen, which yeah. means at that point you won't be getting into yeah, shit. I'll somebody. be like Phoebe on the phone. Bitch, get me those stock marks. Yeah, sir. but she had a heart attack in that episode. She wasn't calm. Mm. Remember? Stock okay, marks. I get a Phoebe. Regular Phoebe. That get a heart attack. The main thing to take away is Susanna, this is, this is not going to work. Your regular personality won't work, but you're right. If you are that rich, you could... Get yourself somebody to drive you around and then you will be in Zen Susanna, yeah. which seems totally chill and preoccupied with her treat instead of mm-hmm. what's happening on the street. Like a kid. Just give me a treat. Let me be. Just so you all know, we made it back safely. There was nothing, <laughs> nothing happening. It was a decent trip to the streets for our candy. I got ice cream. Susanna and I, if you want to know what our personalities are like. You had to wait to eat the ice cream. I have to wait to eat the ice cream because I was a driver. <laughs> but... If you want to know what Susanna and I personalities are like, our ice cream choices are remarkably different. <laughs> Very similar to our scent choices. So we once had a coworker who was trying to get us into that scentsy stuff. <laughs> and she gave us like a buck, like a bag 
it was full of the different scent samples and we spent the day trying to make piles of what we liked and what we didn't like and uh, Susanna's list of not like was my exact list of what I liked and hers <laughs> on the opposite for her she likes anything that smells like a food or a baked good or yeah. something sweet and yes. decadent I want things that smell like outside and fresh air for the person that doesn't like, that. like to go outside that's why I like it because I'm not going out there to get it I want it in my house Either way, and our ice cream choices are eerily similar in that she really likes really rich. Like she had Rocky Road ice cream. I picked very strawberry. <laughs> I, get, I get like Rocky because I like the nuts inside it. And I like, and I like the marshmallows and mm. I wanted chocolate. But if that's not the case, the pralines would have been another one because so they sweet. had nuts and caramel. Mm. Or now Ryan got me into the cookie ones, the one with the cookie doughs in it. But specific ones... And if not, it's all the way to fruit, like like a like a sorbet, like a lemon, yeah. yeah. So I don't mind the sorbets, but oh. I, if I'm getting ice cream, I like mm-hmm. the fruit ice cream. So I like the strawberry ice cream, <laughs> and I like the pina colada ice cream. If you said strawberry sorbet, yes, mm, yeah, I strawberry, can get strawberry ice cream. Mm. Yeah, I can get a strawberry sorbet as well. Yeah, it's good. You have to be very good ice cream. Anyway, outside of that, the other big thing that's going on with with outside of me getting my license, Susanna now being uh, um, chauffeured bitch, we are also <laughs> standing with Coop, Coop or Coupe. <laughs> we don't know because this is Canada. C-U-P-E? That could be Coupe. <laughs> but C-U-P-E, the, basically, this is like the Education Providers Association. And the, what's happening is that but those are not the teachers not the teachers not the principal we're not, talking about like, like education workers like we're talking about people who are like the custodians yeah and the people who are the assistant the assistant teachers point is that yeah, they're, yeah, ECE, they're there early childhood support, educators early uh-huh. childhood educators they're there right. to support the teachers. the teachers these people are only paid on average $39,000 a year mm-hmm. now that's pre-tax a little more than $3,000 a month by the time the government takes their chunk which we all know as Canadians mm-hmm. is a big chunk it's not five percent no it's not even ten percent right after the government takes their big chunk these people are walking away with something like in the mid 2000s every month my mother saw this um lady on the news who was uh she was an early childhood educator and she was talking about how when she's done at the end of the week taking care of other people's children she has to go to the food bank to make sure that she had food to take care of her children Mm-hmm. Right? They don't have, that's not enough money. And the government is acting like if it is enough. And not only that, they're trying to force them to accept a pay increase of 3, was it 3% or 2.5%? I think it's 3%. Mm-hmm. Not only that, um, they said, okay, no, if you don't listen to us, we're going to strike. What, what did the government do? Okay, I'm going to give you... Because there was, apparently they have been negotiating this whole time, right? And then they come into this, okay, you, you don't, you're not going to give us anything. You're not giving in. We're going to go on the strike. The government response was, here's your number. And if you go on strike, we're going to take the right for you. From what I understand is, one... The government has been trying to use this notwithstanding clause 
forever. So from what I I learned, the notwithstanding clause means that they can do this without any kind of legal recourse. Like we're gonna like, and I think it's meant to be used as kind of like a hail mary in a very dramatic situation. But nobody ever expects it to really be used. So I have no idea why it exists. But because the thing is, is that the people said they're gonna strike. Because what the government was offering them amounted to an extra three dollars mm-hmm. in pay, right? That's not enough. Mm-mm. That's absolutely not enough, and right? No, and these entitled assholes, they go like, "Well, they're getting a good deal. They have better pension than anybody." And not only that, those are the betters. The be- the Ontario ones are the best ones that paid in the country. Yeah, but the cost of so living you is go, incredibly high. It, so it is in the in the west, is the west, east, whatever the fuck it is. You talk about BC? Yeah. It's the west. No, but right? the thing is, is like, that that guy, the one who is you, in the government mm-hmm. who's talking about the good deal they got, mm-hmm. he got uh, something like $132,000 That's how much he gets paid, yes. They, but they he got, got an increase. increase. He got a $16,000. $16,000 yes. increase. He got a $16,000 increase, and these people are looking at an extra $3. Yes. Yeah. Right? And how and dare you? Oh, yes, you're getting so much. Yeah, It's you're not so fair much. for the kids to suffer. And I'm so proud of the teachers to stand with them. You know, and I know, and we all know, $39,000 is not a living wage in Ontario. It's not a living wage in this entire country. For, it's mad. Mm-hmm. For it's them mad. to live in a decent area, in a decent area, and pay by themselves, and all that jazz. You can't. You can't. Rent. For a standard one-bedroom condo in Toronto is between two thousand and twenty-five hundred right now. Right now, a good and that's a good deal because we've seen twenty-eight hundred dollar one-bedroom apartments. Oh yeah. Okay. It's just like the government have shown you that they have no concern on taking their rights away from you, and right now it's just this little organization. Tomorrow is what? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Coming from a country that they took all your rights just in front of you and they keep on rolling. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that scary? It's very scary. Every time they have striked, I, I try my best to either go there or if I cannot go, I send to the school goods. I send them coffee. Mm-hmm. I send them donuts. Mm-hmm. I send them muffins. I send them something. And I just, I, I don't need my face to be there. I don't, I just, hey, I'm here. I only have one criticism of the Coupe Coupe Association. <laughs> the Coupe their, their strike. I have one criticism. It's boring as fuck. Let me tell you something. In Trinidad, that, that strike would be a party. Okay? <laughs> like me and mommy are watching the strike on TV. And they're just there. They're making a noise. Woo, woo, woo. How do you keep morale and momentum up? Where is the rhythm section? Where the pants we... side? Where the people chipping and the dancing samba, and the samba. The Where are these people? Y'all need help. And we can help you. Okay? But y'all need help. And this is where I feel like you're going to lose morale. You're going to lose people coming out to support because it's hard to keep that woo 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 for the whole day you need the the music you need the food you need the drinks okay bring them doubles you need it so just just as a as somebody from on the outside looking in i'm just saying i think that you'd have more success with your strike if it was a little bit more festive yes yes these coupes coupes coupe the coupings we, we don't know, but we support you, okay? We don't know, but you... Susanna, tell us your story. 
I don't know. My story is wild. Your story is wild? Well, you said that it had a, sh- a documentary, so I'm actually okay, intrigued. Okay, I'm gonna ask. Uh, this is a request. You want me to pretend I don't know it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're positive. You're positive. You know this, I know it. You okay. know this case. All right, let's go. Uh, okay, you cannot not know it. Well, about do you want me to like try to keep a straight face, or do you just want me to not say that I know it? If you know a fact that I don't have here, that which you probably do, mm. you can say it on the end. Word. Okay, continue. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's I'm excited. Go. You said it's wild. It is, I'm it prepared is wild. to be wild. <laughs> it was on July 1991 when Cla- Claudine Pitre, mm-hmm. 24, and her husband, Rod Blanchard, welcomed their baby girl, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. <laughs> you know the fucking case. Who so nice. I just want to say, who doesn't know the Gypsy Rose case? I you didn't. didn't? I didn't. So the couple divorced shortly after Gypsy was born. Mm-hmm. After they separated, Claudine and Gypsy moved into Claudine's family's house. Claudine and Gypsy struggled to get into their new reality. A single mom and a newborn baby. When <laughs> Gypsy turned... Three months old, Claudine suspected her baby had sleep apnea and began to take her to the hospital mm-hmm. and they will stay overnight and all that just All those tests found no sign of this condition. Shortly after, Claudine realized that Gypsy had a wide range of health issues. Mm-hmm. She's and sick. she attributed all of them to an unspecified chromosomal disorder. She came up with it, or like a doctor mentioned it? Okay. okay, I have to say here, sources said that Claudine had some nursing training. She wasn't a certified nurse, but she did had some nursing training. So I'm pretty sure she went to the doctors knowing all them knows, mm-hmm. right? At some point, Claudine said that Gypsy had a muscular dystrophy and made her use a walker. When Gypsy was between seven and eight years old, she got into a motorcycle with her grandpa and they got into an accident. Then it's a stretch. What she came out of with um, scrapes on her knee. Mm-hmm. Right away, Claudine took Gypsy into the hospital. When she came out, she claimed that the doctors told her that Gypsy is to stay in in a wheelchair. Because of the accident. Because of things. Mm-hmm. And remember the muscular dystrophy that she has. Mm-hmm. Right? That included? Mm-hmm. When questioned about how Claudine was treating Gypsy. She always got confrontational. And then she decided, well, you guys are questioning my parenting. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I can. know you could. <laughs> I can fucking see that. But there's a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So she moved out of her family's house. Gypsy would, because you now, she's now special needs kids. She's on a wheelchair. She has muscles 
muscular dystrophy. Muscular dystrophy. She has several disease due to the undefined, unspecified chromosome. chromosome. <laughs> so, shit's going down. She participated on the Special Needs Olympics. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Or she went to those events. Like she you know, attended. Everybody got to, uh-huh. Oh, she didn't participate. To, 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 uh-huh. Oh, I thought she was an Olympian. Oh, I no, was no, like, no, oh, no. wow. No. Yeah. Okay. In 2001, she was named the honorary queen of of the Mid City. Anyways, this is a uh, an, a parade in New Orleans. Around this same time, so second grade, seven, eight years, Gypsy stopped attending school. Claudine said, no, it's too hard. She has so many problems. It's easier for me to keep her and homeschool because she was in and out of hospital. Gypsy managed to learn to read on her own through Harry Potter. I, I was like, oh, Fuck. really? Yeah. You didn't know this? That's nice. Through the Harry Potter books. So she didn't even make sure she, she couldn't read? She had to teach herself? That's so hard. That is so hard. You're fucking reading Harry Potter? Like, you know? No, like, you only think so because you find Harry Potter boring. <laughs> not only that, it's just all the words and following. The, uh. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's amazing, though, that she taught herself to read. That is weird. So, Gypsy and Claudine end up moving into a small town in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And during the time that she was living, they were living in New Orleans, they will visit their children's hospital, seeking for treatment for Gypsy. Yeah, for the for all the, for the chromosomal, for the mm-hmm. for the muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by now, she claiming that she the gypsy cannot hear properly and cannot see properly. Oh lord! And that she would have seizures every few months. The doctors prescribed anti seizure medication. Exploratory surgeries were performed on gypsy and nothing was ever so she was a medical mystery because mom is here telling the doctor well she's having seizures she cannot hear she cannot see in 2005 hurricane katrina ruined their house clothing and gypsy moved to a shelter for special need people they lost all their no, the medical files, but they also their their own documents like birth, birth certificates, okay. passports, mm. and all mm. that jazz, right? And the doctors from the area that knew Gypsy and Claudette suggest that she would relocate in Missouri. And within the next month, they were both airlifted to Missouri from New Orleans to Missouri. Remember that was a big yeah yeah yeah. It's still have places in New Orleans that have not recovered from Katrina because mm-hmm. the government's not spending money there because it's a ghetto. So in 2007, Gypsy was honored by the Olay Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding to breast recipients because by this time... Because her muscular dystrophy had gotten so bad. She needs a feeding tube. My goodness. As child of the year. In 2008, our Habitat for Humanity built them a home with a wheelchair ramp mm-hmm. and a hot tub. That's nice. And that was part of a, a project on Springfield. In that's a neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
North north of Springfield. New um, Missouri. Because they're uh-huh. to Missouri. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Their, their story, their story of a single mom with a severely dif- disabled child got into the so into social media so they a lot of people got invested in their story and they started helping them mm-hmm. trying to make their lives a little bit better so when gypsy was supposed to go out of town for medical mm-hmm. uh, assessments and why not they would stay at the rona mcdonald houses during the medical appointments so if she were to travel for like i don't know another town, another city, they, she will be driven or her mom will drive her, but they will, they will stay free of charge in those hotels or in those places until they go to the hospital and then come back and then go to the houses. They were flown to the Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City for a couple of times as well. They got free trips to Disney World and backstage passes to Miranda Lambert concerts. That's uh, oh, no, no, they, a country singer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Blake Sheldon's ex-wife. ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I know. So Gypsy father, and according to Claudine, he was an abusing, abusive drunk, drug addict and al- alcoholic. And he never, um, he never come to terms with the Gypsy's health problems. Mm-hmm. And he never sent them money. So she had to fence for herself. Maybe because he was confused by her sudden onset health problems. People were charmed by Gypsy. She was nearly toothless. She had large, big, like, big glasses. And she has a childish voice. Why was she toothless? Because of the um, anti-seizure medication. Mm-hmm. She also wore wigs, and they were normally like very bright colors to cover her back baldness. And um, every time she leave the house, she she will leave the house with uh, an oxygen tank and with a feeding tube. Gypsy was fed children liquid nutrition supplements. Remember, because she had all this this problems and her saliva glands were treated with botox why Mm -hmm. to control the drooling to control her drooling. imagine you get botox and not even for your wrinkles it's for your saliva glands all of her front teeth were extracted and replaced by a bridge a pediatric neurologist who saw just Gypsy uh, in Springfield became suspicious of the muscular disorder. Mm-hmm. Only out of all them these disease, he said this doesn't make sense. So he ordered an MRI, CT scans, and a bunch of stuff, and the results came back negative. He mm-hmm. said it doesn't make sense. This for all these results, this kid should be walking. Mm-hmm. When he questioned Claudine, Claudine said, starts relaying all this story and why not? And she continuously said, all my medical records, like you don't believe me because I'm just a mom. Mm-hmm. And all my medical records were lost. In the hurricane. In the hurricane. What she didn't know is that this doctor didn't stop there. So he went ahead and he called back to New mm-hmm. Orleans, to the uh, the um, 
hospitals and whatnot. And he found out that back in the days before Katrina, another doctor ordered all these tests. But before, just before, like, coincidentally, Mm -hmm. Katrina happened, Mm -hmm. according to Claudine. Well, she definitely didn't make Katrina happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was such a point for her because this doctor said, I already told Claudine that she didn't have anything. Mm. That Gypsy didn't have anything. But then Katrina happened. And then they were like, oh, my medical records are not that. But Godin wasn't counting on the fact that this doctor did remember the fact that this this did happen. And they, they had records that those tests were also negative. Mm-hmm. For muscular dystrophy. When this doctor said, oh, fuck, we need to report this woman. He said, treat them with golden glo- gloves. They are loved by the public. They are loved by everyone. So whatever the whatever it is that you do, careful. So he didn't follow up with the social worker and, and left the things there. But in 2009, the police received a call, an anonymous call, saying, oh, do you know Gypsy and Claudine? They're faking all this shit. They said we're not there. She's not uh, as sick as she pretended to be, and Claudine is faking all this, right? So the police went. The police went to do a check. When they went to do a check, they um, Claudine said that that was not true. She showed them everything that she had in the house, and why not? The police discovered that. Claudine was going by another name. In Missouri? In Missouri, she was called Didi. Mm, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And technically, when the anonymous call happened, it's like Didi. When the, the police said, why are you... When did you change your name? Why are you having everybody else call you Didi? And she said, because she was hiding from her ex-husband. Because remember, he's a drug addict, an alcoholic, and abusive. And he does not send her money. So she feared for her life. She showed all them things. She showed her kid. She showed them everything. And the police was happy for what they saw. And the case was closed. There was, I don't think there was an open case because it yeah, was just... They a, just decided to leave. Like, uh-huh. okay, we feel satisfied that we investigate. Well, and, uh, we, yeah. We're good. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometime around 2012, Gypsy met Christian online site. It's like a dating app. For Christians. For Christians. A Christian mingle. <laughs> it's it's real? called Christian <laughs> Real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Christian mingle. <laughs> Christian <laughs> mingle. Yeah, Only Christian. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Gypsy connected mm-hmm. with Nicholas... Goddard He was from Wisconsin as well. Big Ben. I don't know how far it is from whatever Springfield. You didn't look on the map? I didn't. Of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas had a criminal record for indecent exposure. Oh my. And a history of mental illness. Hmm. And it was sometimes reported as dissociated identity Disorder. disorder. DID. He mm-hmm. also 
was on this autism ex- spectrum. In oh, 2014, wow. Gypsy told a neighbor, she said that they, she has been talking to Nicholas mm-hmm. and that they already, they already know the name of their kids. Well, they're they're planning. They're planning a wedding. They're, they're planning, having an they're online planning. romance. Exactly. And now they are planning to go public because Claudine Didi mm-hmm. was very protective mm-hmm. of Gypsy. So, well, of course she's protective because that's her cash cow. They don't know that. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay. Get to the part where so they have sex they in the cinema, decide, They said they decided that they're gonna elope. Mm-hmm. Right, but then they go back and forth with the looping, or we're gonna come out public to my mother. Okay, so they said, okay, we're gonna do it in one of these convention things, right? So they decided we're going to be at the same place at the same time, so you can be like, oh, hi Nicholas, oh, hi Gypsy, this is my mom Nicholas, and then we're gonna pretend that they connected for the first time mm-hmm. in there. Convention time comes around. Gypsy get her ass there with the mom. Okay, we're now gonna meet for the first time in person. As soon as they meet, man says, okay, let's go into the bathroom. And they have sex in the bathroom. Might you loosen your virginity on the bathroom? It's more of the whole, it would have had to be an accessible bathroom. Yeah, she has a wheelchair. Because she had the wheelchair that has added an element of, to it to me. Like, I'm just kind of like... But with the convenience of having the handles. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like... <laughs> no, but like... My thing is, like, I feel like when you have such a traumatic childhood, you would think that they would have... He would have taken this step to make that a little bit more special... For her, given the circumstances. This is a man that has been doing shit. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, that's why I'm, that's why I'm sad for Christian Gypsy. Site. No, but this is why I'm sad for Gypsy. Because I'm like, you've had all of this. And then the man that you meet is supposed to be your hero. But she knows. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the guy who you you're with, this is what she... Conflicted. This is what, she, this is what she's given. This is what the man who loves her offers, you know? But, That's remember, but remember this guy has been telling her, the kid that had no world... That he loves her, that they're going to elope, so they're going to name their children Brian Probably and that's yeah. just like, okay, it's not like, hey, you suck. It's a no, formality. It's like, it's like, I no, wanted like, to be with you, this is my love. chance. I cannot hold it anymore. I don't think And it's we like, have all of these convenient handles. Put that chair to use. Okay. <laughs> June 14, 2015, after receiving from calls from the neighbors, neighbor ne- mentioning that Gypsy's Facebook account has some weird, unusual posting, mm-hmm. and one of them is that bitch is dead, quote, and end of the quote. The police arranged a wellness check on the Springfield Gypsy's and Claudine's house. When they go in, the police found the body of Claudine Didi face down in the bathroom of her house, lying on the bed in a pool of blood. Mm -hmm. Like from stab wounds. 
but they were old. It's not like nice and fresh. They were already getting infected. Oh my. The wheelchair, the oxygen tank, and the feeding tube was there. So now they feel what, what happened to Gypsy? Where did she go? So they assume Gypsy got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Kidnapper mash up this bitch mm-hmm. trying to defend her daughter. Right? Right away, the neighbors create a GoFundMe for Dee Dee's funeral. Remember, she's a good known person mm-hmm. in the community. Community's mm-hmm. chicken by the events. The police was able to trace the IP address of the computer where the Facebook posts were made, and to no one's surprise, they found that they was coming from Nicholas, mm-hmm. house. which is the new boyfriend slash soon to be husband. And they get into the house. Who's there? Nicholas and Gypsy. Right away, they're taking into questioning. Saying, but Gypsy have no oxygen tank, no wheelchair, and no she feeding walking, tube. And she's, she's walking, and she's doing all them things. Mm. When they take into the, the police for questioning, then shortly after they are arrested. Police found out that, yes, Nicholas did kill Didi. Didi, and Gypsy had opened the door for him and had also handed the knife. She did not kill the mother, mm-hmm. although I read on a source, uh, one of the sources that she did stab her once. And that one was probably the one that killed her because that that one went all the way through the lung and she was not breathing. But most of the sources was Nicholas doing the deed, Gypsy sitting on another room covering her ears. When the community heard, okay, Gypsy is alive, but she's arrested, they were puzzled. And they had like they had like a public announcement, mm-hmm. and the um, prosec- prosecutor, detective, sheriff, whatever you call it, he said before like the bun, the bun or the bail money was set at one million dollars, and everybody was like, "What the fuck? Why are you having her?" Like everybody's thinking that this is a victim, and I like to read this. He started saying things are not always what they appear, and that's when they said she can walk. She had to never need a feeding tube. Mm-hmm. She was, she never had none of those Conditions. health issues that she did to the, to claim to have. She was mentally and physically abused by her mother. And during that announcement, he said to stop the um GoFundMe because people were se- mm-hmm. still sending money for them mm-hmm. because now the GoFundMe is went from funeral to bail money for mm-hmm. this woman right for now gypsy mm-hmm. when Claudine moved out of Rod's house she was living with the father mm-hmm. and the stepmother stepmother shortly after Claudine and Gypsy lived in the same house she started having a lot of health issues no don't tell me she killed him started having a lot of health issues mm-hmm. turns out that this this woman when they had tests and why not they found out that she has been poisoned with roundup weed killer mm. thank goodness they move and once they move this lady was able to 
turn her health around, mm-hmm. which of course matches with her, like her health decline when Didi was there and then now. Claudine, real bitch. Rob, gypsy father, always pay her money. Never stop paying. Never wanted to um, not have contact with them. Mm-hmm. And she was barely um, allowing them to have contact. In fact, she will use Rob as um, compensatory behavior if Gypsy did what she was asked to do. Like like as a reward, you uh-huh, can see. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. When Gypsy turned 18, Rob called to say, okay, I want to I wanna say happy birthday to my daughter, and why not? And she said, okay, I'll let you say happy birthday, but don't mention her age because she thinks she's 14. So Claudine went to the extent to falsify Gypsy's birth records. Birth so she could make everything brand new because now, yeah. remember all this stuff After got lost Katrina. supposedly in Katrina. Yeah. 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 So when Gypsy went into... To like the run a McDonald's house and all those things. She was actually already of age. Yeah. No, no, was... no. And when they went, when she went to the police, she saw, she thought, okay, I'm going to juvie. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought, okay, she's just, you know, a teenager. She was past her age. She was 18, 19 or By something. then she may have been 19 or 20. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, but she was made to believe that she was like just a mm-hmm. small teenager. Uh, there was one of the stories, and I also saw it on the movie, that she wrapped her breast when she was developing. She wrapped it, but I read it like the movie and one of the sources. Mm-hmm. Even when she was at the house, she was forced to use the um, wheelchair. My question is, why did she take the medication to the point where her teeth fell out? If she didn't need... if, if and my, my question but no, is, but, uh, if behind closed doors... We're talking about when nobody but else remember, was there. this is a kid. Yes. Imagine that your mother is telling you you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're I sick, I get you're it, sick. I get it, but I'm saying, I'm saying behind closed doors, it's just the two of them, just the two of them in that space. She knows she can walk. Does she get up and walk around? Like, was that happening? Like, when the mother said, take your medication, why would she take it to the point where her teeth fell out? Like, if she was, she she must have known she was able to walk. But you remember, do you remember mm-hmm. the drooling? Yeah. Do you remember the drooling? Yes. Which was a side effect of the anti-seizure medication. That's what she said. Gips, uh, uh, Didi will put numbing anesthetic, uh, topical anesthetic. Mm-hmm. Anesthesia. To create the drooling uh, when they shit. were going out. I just don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's obvious. I'm not saying I'm not denying gypsies being a victim in this situation at all. I'm just curious about what happened when they were behind closed doors, just the two of them. Just the two of them. But it's not. Like, I imagine this. She grew up hearing that she was sick. She's doing doing all these things. Everything that she hears that she's sick, she's sick, she's sick, she's sick, she's sick. Right? When she start questioning, she's already 15, 14, already a bunch of medication. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she needed Gypsy to take this medication mm-hmm. in order to mimic all those side effects. That side she effects. Mm-hmm. So she poisoned her own kid. I, I agree. I'm not saying she didn't. I My question is still, what were they doing behind closed doors? When it's just her and her, when the two of them are alone, you know you can walk. 
you know you don't feel sick you know these things I what think are you the, doing the moment the moment that she the moment she went online and started looking for a man or like no, just seeing for the world in general like seeing beyond her mother mm-hmm. maybe that's when that's when that apart. that's when that happened the prosecution when they found out that she was actually a victim mm-hmm. of of the abuse from her mother and why not um they decided that they were not gonna seek for either the death penalty nor or life, life. Mm-hmm. And yes, she was sentenced for a second degree murder. Uh, she was sentenced for 10, 10 years. And uh, Nicholas got life. Mm. Life in prison. I never known about this case. Really? I have never known about this It's very, very popular in, in true crime circles because it's wild to think that somebody have, would do that. I have never, never known about this case. Gypsy for sure was a victim of Didi. She for sure was a victim. Like we're not, we're not denying this. Like it, you know, I, I like you're saying she's a child, so she's she a child. If her mother from makes her do X, that's yeah. what she's gonna do. Well, so I agree that she's and a child. It's kind of crazy. Did he deserve yeah. all this stuff? Seventeen. That was wicked. She was she very wicked to her own daughter. She I think that was crazy. It. Ugly as fuck that bitch. It is a it is a cons- it's a disease, you know. Munchausen's by proxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a disease. That you want your... Munchausen's is when you make yourself sick. And I think Munchausen's by proxy is when you make someone else sick. There's a lot of people that Munchausen me. Yeah, a lot of people make you sick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I know. Which is why we started this episode talking about... You see? Yeah. This is my personality. <laughs> Not this waffle is so fresh. <laughs> okay, that's the personality I'm waiting on. <laughs> All right, let me get into my case. It's called Mo Money, Mo Drama. Susanna and I just took an ice cream break. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better now. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. We should, like, we're going to take a poll. I don't know where y'all stand on this. But how do you feel about sprinkles on ice cream? Susanna thinks they're horrible. I think that they really make an ice cream special. <laughs> They're so nice. Children's ice cream. Not a children's ice yeah. cream. It's so tasty. <laughs> nuts, on the other hand. I think nuts are great. But it's just that with a fruity ice cream, no. sprinkles. No, no. Nuts are good in like You're a chocolatey ice cream. Pass in your old sprinkles up your ass. No. Sprinkles are nice. <laughs> I don't <No> care. <laughs> All right, back. More, more money, more drama. Born the third child and eldest son to Baker. How is he the third child and the the eldest son yeah he had two sisters older than him he the third child Uh but he's the eldest son (laughs) other sons after him but had two sisters before him okay Okay, anyway (laughs) born the third child and the eldest son (laughs) to a baker on march 24th 1966 Jeffrey Dampierre, I'm pronouncing it Dampierre because it's D-A-M-P-I-E-R and I'm not French. Dampierre. Dampierre <laughs> Jr.'s <laughs> life. He's a junior. So Jeffrey Dampierre Jr.'s life. The second. When, when He's a junior. Reach, when we reach, we're going to put this, num- this name. Thing. Susanna the first. Susanna the first. That's Susanna unnecessary. Oh my goodness. Anyway, Jeffrey Dampier Jr.'s life started out with very humble beginnings. Growing up on the Chicago West Side wasn't easy, and although 
not elaborated on in the articles, I read um, a deep dive into the West Side in the 70s just to get an idea of the kind of situation he grew up in because when I, I've decided this is my new thing. Like if I don't get information on somebody's early childhood but I know where they were born, I'm going to just go see what it was like back then for them in that area and make assumptions because I can. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The, so the, what the I, one that asked me for facts. What I found painted a grim picture. Hmm. According to the New York Times in the 70s. Yes, I read an article from the 70s. From the New York Times. That's right. Oh, Jesus. The West Side was, quote, Chicago's other ghetto and ranked one of the worst ghettos in the nation. The article went on to say, quote, the West Side harbors all the all the problems of other pockets of extreme poverty that burden most big cities. Its inhabitants are depressed economically, socially, and physiologically. They are politically impotent. The neighborhoods are decaying. Schools are in a condition that would not be tolerated by other sections. Crime is rampant, and the section suffers from neglect by governmental and private institutions. That's Toronto. It's Toronto. It sounds like Toronto to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like <laughs> I read it, I was like, hey. <laughs> "Oh my god!" Anyway. Shooting, shooting, shootings. Like I said, what I got was a pretty grim picture of the time. And although this likely deserves a deeper discussion about how the U.S. government strategically created ghettos to systematically oppress people, we will move on to Jeffrey's story for now, okay? Jeffrey Lapierre. Dampier. A Dampier. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find exactly when Jeffrey got married, but we'll skip ahead on the timeline to 1996, mm-hmm. when a 30-year-old Jeffrey found himself still um, living and working in the West Side as a security guard. Mm-hmm. Security guards today don't make enough money, so I can't imagine how much they made in the 90s. Anyway, ultimately, Jeffrey moved from struggle to struggle until something amazing happened. I want to say move from struggle to struggle. I heard he was in the army or in some in the military service. Mm-hmm. And then he left that. And I don't know if he left on good terms or not. But then he ended up getting a job as a security guard. Mm-hmm. Um, this humble security guard struck it big. I mean, big. Jeffrey won the Illinois lottery. Ah. Worth <laughs> $20 million. Damn, Jeffrey. Right? In the 19, what? 1996. <laughs> so that is money. Okay, <laughs> like 96, no. 20 million dollars, a lot of money. One side said it was his wife who won, but since most articles refer to him as winning, I'll keep following that narrative. Huh. Okay? Susanna, you and I, we always fantasize about winning the lottery. So you could imagine what we it was like winning rules, the lottery. Rules, rules. Okay, let's stop for a second and talk about what we will do when we win the lottery. We, we have to draft a will. You've said this at the beginning of the episode, wow. but okay. <laughs> if I die under suspicious circumstances, it was Suzanne. Okay. No, chica. It's to protect ourselves. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Draft the will that says that if we died under suspicious circumstances, the people who were going to receive would receive less to none. Mm-hmm. That way, they will protect us at mm-hmm. all costs, even though you fly off at a handle at anybody. <laughs> okay. Continue. <laughs> yeah, continue. Some of the winners of our investments, of every investment, mm-hmm. the winnings, the, the revenues. The revenue, okay. Uh-huh. From the net revenue. From investments that we make. Investment, with the money. businesses, uh-huh. whatever the fuck we yes, have. Yes, yes. 
portion of that, and that's to this side from from us, uh-huh. and change on a yearly basis is to go towards under or income communities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, whatever that okay. improve the okay. life of those in need. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. No bullshit of like those big foundation. No, we're gonna go to the small people. The small people that are scraping and se- like planting. Yes. Long, I've long thought that there should be like a GoFundMe for like the everyday struggler. Like, I'm not saying that people who have cancer and diseases... We're millionaires. I know, but listen, I'm not saying that it shouldn't have support for people who have like diseases and need surgeries and have big things. I'm not saying that at all, at all, at all. But I'm saying just have some people who they're like, fuck, if I don't get an extra $100, I cannot pay my rent this month. I'll I, be out on the street. I, will, I need help. I will make a point Let's of... Let's help those people too. Going to to help those single moms that had to stop studying like they didn't finish their career mm-hmm. and they're very close to finish it mm-hmm. and I'll be like okay how much you make a year out you're like you get you get the same amount of money mm-hmm. as long as you're making your like your going to school and doing you're your going classes. into mm-hmm. to school for your uh, hours where your kids are taken care of mm-hmm. where your stuff are taken your, mm-hmm. your school is paid off. Then you have to work for me. But what if you didn't need an optometrist? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the program may not be, may not be something. Well, I, that I you might can... have different streams of income. Oh, yes, you may own, like, a, a yeah. like a glasses store. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll be like, well, what, what that, else other, would you like that to other person will be like, well, I'll give you every six months. I check up for the rest of your life. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. I have my own personal optometrist. Mm-hmm. I might need it. Karen needs it. Okay, but like what else? Is there anything else? I give you one more point. Uh-huh. I would like to host those things where you keep a bunch of brilliant people and have them brainstorm new ideas. Go crazy. The sky's the limit. Okay. So you just want to kind of... Like an innovation, like something, uh-huh. I don't know, uh-huh. like a, a bridge between Pluto and Mars. That's far. I rich. Yeah, but are you like Scrooge McDuck rich? I don't... Yes, yes, like crazy rich. Okay. Like, not like 20 million rich. No. Right, right, right. Because that, that, just, that just gets the people in the room to have the That's ideas. That's a <laughs> Okay. Okay, okay. That's Karen Sweet 16. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm in my kids work for your... me. Wow. I'm in support of most of you. <laughs> yeah, why not? Most of your yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it. I honestly think that if I were to win the lottery, I don't think anybody would even know. I'm not saying that I wouldn't help like 100%. Like people would just get their money, but I'm saying me as a person, like observed me in the streets. I don't think people would know. I've, I've, I, when I used to live in the UK, they started doing this thing, rich people, where they would build under, right? So like their house looked modest on top. You get into their house, they have six stories underground. <laughs> that's me. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying that's me. Because like they have parking garage underground, pool underground, the gym underground. They have a theater underground. underground. And because in order to build up in the UK at the time, there were a bunch of zoning laws and requirements <laughs> and they had to pay say bills. Say no more. You didn't so say anything people, around exactly. the ground. Ah, that's, so good. Be, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's Yeah, but so the rich people are so fucking smart and they always have ways to skip the system and not pay money. Yeah. 
You can imagine somebody built under your house. So you've got a house. It has a basement. But, but these under- people are built down under them and spread out. <laughs> Susanna. So, they so have it's like an upside down T. Yes. Like you need to see them. I'll show it to you before we before you leave tonight. Like there are pictures. If you go, you could see like the actual layout of people's house. Like this is your house between other people's houses. Very modest looking. No. You have two stories mm-hmm. like everybody mm-hmm. else. You go to Costco. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get Twice in that bitch. Month. You get Once in that bitch. They have six stories underground where they're parking their luxury cars, all kinds of shit like McLarens and Bugattis all underground. They've got pools, they have gyms, they have all of that. And I don't mind that. You know why? Because I don't need people to know that I'm rich. I'm, but we're not beyond the knowing. No, I just, I just, I just in general, I'm just, I just feel like if I'll probably take like vacations or something, I would splurge on with, with my monies. But I don't think I would be an obvious rich person is what I was trying to say. Like, I would just chill. Just be like, all right. Yeah. Like, you know, I like this green sweater to have a hole in it. I would probably still wear it. There it is. There's my hole. Like, your mother will let you do that if you're She doesn't million. know, but the hole will give it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> She'll throw away my sweater. <laughs> all right. What would you do? What would I do? Yeah. Let's, uh, you build an underground I'm city. I'm not building. No, no, no. I'm not building an underground city. I'm just saying. I would not be obvious up ground. I would probably mm. build a nice basement. Like I'd probably <laughs> do like all my fun stuff. <laughs> like I'm like all my fancy stuff yes. under there. And plus I also am oddly obsessed with doomsday bunkers. And I love to like, I think that doomsday preppers. You see, really... I'm here trying to build a bridge. You're building a bridge to Pluto and I'm building a doomsday bunker. <laughs> okay? Because when your bridge fucking falls and lands on us, I want somewhere to go. <laughs> I've been telling friends for years that I believe in having a doomsday bunker and when I say that I don't mean like those people who walking around with AK-47s on their shoulder like you're missing the mark I am talking about like just having stocks for an emergency like I, I don't know I find comfort in that you know how I feel about my toilet paper can <laughs> <laughs> And for the people who are listening, I have a toilet paper Kanban system where I have five rolls that remain on display. And then once I know, once I see those rolls are now being used, I know I need to buy toilet paper. And this is how I stayed with toilet paper in the pandemic because I had a toilet paper Kanban system. Okay, I never used to like to get caught slipping. So I just feel like the thing that would really make me happy is a really, really extensive pantry. Like that's the thing that that's probably where my wealth will show. Own a Costco. I could own a Costco. Just in case. You know what you are. You know what it is. You know you see those lotto commercials where they're like, think bigger. I'm thinking too small. You're right. I could own a Costco. (laughs) What the fuck? They have the pantry. Meanwhile, me, I'm just trying to make a pantry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel I live my mother's life. Says the one that loved this bar. I do love a spa. I do love a spa. That's not that's not a lie. Sister yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. true. I do love a massage. Maybe that is another place <laughs> where my money would go. Mm-hmm. It would go into having somebody come over and just rub my foot for the evening until I fall asleep. And then I want you to let yourself out. Eh? Don't wake me up. Just go. <laughs> because this is half of the problem. Because when the massage is done, I now need to get up and do things. All of my relaxation is gone. I want to relax. I want you to rub, rub, rub. I want to knock out. And I would like for you to just <laughs> leave. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I'm here thinking, well, we're going to innovate. We're going to save money. I, I agree. agree but no, 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 no. You asked me what else. 
I am in I'm agreement with I'm all here. of those plans. Do you plans. see how I'm saving on security? I'm like, like all of you bitches here protect me. <laughs> yes, okay, but I agree with all of your plans though. I'm I'm not saying what I'm doing is instead of. I'm saying it's in addition to. Like if you if we're doing all of that innovation, I agree with. Give back to the community 100%. I agree with. I'm just saying I would also like somebody from the community to come rub my feet till I fall asleep and then leave. What does it have to be the community? Well, of course there must be living. Why would I hire somebody from outside the community and be creating jobs? did you see that's how rich people get to this but i am i'm not gonna pay no. the person minimum wage certainly not because at least i know unlike these fuckers i'll, that be, like, I'll, be, like, I'll money. be like okay so you get an unlimited grocery for from costco who's can that? you imagine this the the, the person that the person your, who's robbing of course yeah. like these kinds of things of course i'm not talking like, about bitch, this i already have food okay what do you need no like college for my kid yeah yeah this is it sure i'm saying it's not gonna be like this oh i'm gonna pay you five cents an hour like these fuckers out here i'm gonna make sure this person is handsomely rewarded because plus i have to trust them not to rob me when i fall asleep <laughs> and they leave <laughs> so because there's a lot of trust involved <laughs> I'm gonna pay you handsomely. Why are they gonna rob <laughs> you if you're even the mother's life? I've fallen asleep in my basement with the massage parlor because you remember I have a downstairs basement that has a big pantry and other things. A big pantry. <laughs> <laughs> and other things. <laughs> right next to the pantry. Yeah, well, no, not right next to it, but, you know, I'm down there. That's where the massage will happen. <laughs> Why would you be in the basement and the attic downstairs? Yeah. When you could be anywhere. Maybe that's where the massage room is. I don't know. I don't You're know the layout of my the house. You're downstairs. Not at my house. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Because I built that. safe. Okay. I built it, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't built there already, and I don't know what's in there. It's like, I built it. Knew what I put in all those corners. Everything is well lit. So I'm moving on here. I say, in the within the story, I went on to say, I feel like there are two types of lotto winners out there. Mm-hmm. The ones who win and never say anything, the me, <laughs> and enjoy their wealth privately. And then the other types of winners who wins and everybody knows it. Guess which type Jeffrey was? The Nord. That's right. Mm-hmm. Very shortly after winning, he and his wife, who was actually never named in any of the articles, huh. let's call her Patrice. Right? Patrice. Patrice. Okay. They got a divorce. Oh my. But it was actually all good because it wasn't a contentious divorce where she or he tried to make away with everything. Like it wasn't one of those that my lottery ticket died. Da, 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 da. Nah, it was not drama. Split it, split it. No, he and his wife split the money 50 50. Mm-hmm. So Patrice leave with she 10 million, he get he 10 million. Mm-hmm. And their amicable split, leaving with a healthy 10 million each, like I said, in their bank account. Mm-hmm. Go so just so you know, I tried to find a reason why Jeffrey and Patrice agreed to split. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did they play the same numbers together? Like, like why they agreed to split the money, not split up? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they used to play the same numbers together? Or did they always agree that if they ever won as a couple, they would split it? But I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find a reason for the divorce. I couldn't find nothing. He and Patrice just split. He's now $10 million richer. Fine. With $10 million, Jeffrey wasn't single for long, though, and soon enough, he met and married Crystal Jackson. 
Although I couldn't find the exact date of their union, given the timeline of the events, it's presumed that they were married in the very late 90s mm-hmm. to maybe the early 2000s, but I actually think it was like 1998, 99. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Jeffrey was very generous with his money. And in addition to donations to the church mm-hmm. and his local community, mm-hmm. like we intend to do, yes. he was always quick to help both his immediate family and Crystal's family. Oh, you see, I didn't mention those pictures. <laughs> 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 I hate the community you work with. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, in fact, he treated 38 family members to a cruise vacation oh, yeah. one, one Christmas yeah. and even bought homes for his parents and brothers. Oh, that there. Yeah. I don't know why the sisters didn't get anything because as Susanna struggled to figure out, he had sisters because he was the eldest son Whatever. and the third born. Right? <laughs> but, but he didn't, they didn't mention that. They just mentioned he bought homes for his parents and his brother and his okay. brothers. Jeffrey and Crystal moved to Tampa, Florida and started a gourmet popcorn business. I'll say it again. A gourmet popcorn business called Cassie's Gourmet Popcorn in Tampa Bay's Channel Side Entertainment like District. popcorn with the gummy? No, gourmet. What's a gourmet? Gourmet is fancy. For gummy? No, fancy popcorn. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Gourmet. <laughs> yeah, it's a fancy popcorn. Okay. I don't know what kind of flavors they offered. I don't know. Crème brûlée. I don't know. It's but caramel, had, bitch. They, yes, but they had... This place was downtown Tampa. Mm-hmm. And the shop was actually named after a granddaughter. I read in an article that at the time, Jeffrey had three children with Patrice mm-hmm. and two grandchildren already. And she didn't buy, he didn't buy no houses for them yeah. kids? Oh, maybe they're too young. And Crystal added two more children of her own to the mix, creating this loving, blended family. Okay. As I mentioned, Jeffrey extended his generosity to his in-laws and even helped pay for his sisters-in-law, Victoria and Terry, to move to Tampa as well, probably to be closer to Crystal. He was actually a big family man. So Mm -hmm. for anyone thinking that this was weird, they shouldn't have bothered because most of Jeffrey's relatives actually followed him to Tampa because that's where the money is. Mm. To be closer. But that's how Jeffrey actually liked it. He wanted everyone together and close. He was always pushing for the family to be together and to do things together. Million for a million, he wants that. Million or million, yeah. Like, he, that's just how he was. He was like a family man. Like, he wants the family together. Like I said, he spent 38 family members to go on a cruise. We're going on a cruise for Christmas. Everybody come go on the cruise. I was like I'm going to do this. We're doing this. Everybody's doing it together. He, she, he's a together kind of man. Mm-hmm. I was like that. Yeah, well, you know. And then it eventually gets beaten out of you because people take advantage, as you will see. All in all, even though Jeffrey was acting like his money would never run out and would last forever, anyone Jeffrey, looking Jeffrey, on Jeffrey. would have known that things wouldn't have gone that way, right? Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. A new happy married life, a business venture, the ability to help others, what could go wrong? The man have money, he have the money, he and his ex-wife split amicably, he have his children, he have his family close by, he have his new gourmet popcorn mm-hmm. business. It, nothing is going to go wrong for this man. Everything is just perfect. The answer is that anything and everything could have gone wrong. And it did. On July 26, 2005, Jeffrey was a no-show for dinner. Oh, he was supposed to meet his wife, Crystal, mm-hmm. and other family members at the Olive Garden. You know Olive Garden? Mm-hmm. Olive Garden, the place with the pasta. Mm-hmm. They have really good cheesy garlic bread. I like the... Um, we should go. 
Olive Garden here? No. Olive Garden has these risotto balls that are very nice. Can you check? Okay. Um, what was that? What was that? What was that? What was that? Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. He was supposed family. to meet his wife and other family members at the Olive Garden for dinner, but he never showed up, which was totally unlike him given the fact that he thoroughly enjoyed family events. Mm-hmm. He was not a man to not show up to the family line because yeah. of the family meeting, he at the line. Yeah. The exact timeline of how things unraveled isn't clear, but Jeffrey was dead. I'll just wound men's words. He, he was gone. Dead. Done. His body was almost immediately identified in an abandoned van found on a dirt road. Oh. Jeffrey's hands were tied behind his back with shoestrings, and he had been shot at close range in the back of the head with a shotgun. So, somebody meant business. Is that the one that... It- comes in with a small hole and then comes out with a big big yeah the shotgun is a long one mm. big one so it's like a boom very big makes a very big impact very big hole mm-hmm. was this just a kidnapping gone wrong or was there more to this story although not explicitly stated in the articles i believe a financial motive was investigated by the police to determine whether or not maybe he was just robbed or or something like that but since he wasn't taken to an atm Mm-hmm. Or held for ransom, which is the logical steps of a kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Like the the actual financial motive mm-hmm. wasn't immediately clear until witnesses came forward that would lead the authorities to a shocking suspect. 25-year-old Nathaniel Jackson. No actual blood relation to his wife, Crystal Jackson, actually. Right? This is a man who's not related to them. Mm-hmm. Who the hell was Nathaniel? And why was he Crystal involved? Idea. Well, it seems Nathaniel's name got called because of his wife. His wife being 22-year-old Victoria Jackson, mm. a.k.a. Crystal's sister. Mm. Mm. Would you ever marry somebody who had the same last name as you? I feel that way. Because her name is Victoria Jackson. His name is Natalia Jackson. They're not related. Didn't she send it? Didn't she, she change it? To change That's to what? what? They have. Maybe she is... What's her name? And it was like, no, her name is Victoria Jackson. Because Jeffrey married Crystal Jackson. That's her government name. Crystal have a sister named Victoria. Her name is Jackson. She married a man named Nathaniel Jackson. That's weird. I think it's super weird. That's keeping the name alive. In the I mean, I understand that wanting to change your signature, but that's just strange. Okay. Anyway, apparently it's alleged that the reason Jeffrey was late for dinner that night is because Victoria... Victoria called him to ask him for help because she was having car trouble. Mm. Now, if you're thinking, why the hell call Jeffrey and not AAA, or in Canada we call it CAA? That's a valid question. But to be fair, wouldn't you want to call your boyfriend too if you were having car trouble? No. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Yes. What? Yeah. Jeffrey was cheating, cheating on Crystal with, with the Victoria. sister. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this took a turn. Yeah. I would call my boyfriend too if I was having car trouble. Of course. Which is exactly what she did. Exactly. She called she man. Not her actual man. Because remember, she but married she to Nathaniel. But she called she next man. Oh which my is Jeffrey. God. <laughs> that's right. She liked to, He did like to have everybody together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow. Then you keep on saying a family man, a family man. And like, I was like that. I know. I take it back. <laughs> anyway, I would call my man too if I was having car trouble. And she did. She just called the next one, which is 
Manos no man. Nobody set the rules. <laughs> <laughs> you call your man. Anyway, so that's right. Jeffrey and his sister-in-law Victoria had been having an affair. An affair that was widely known throughout the family, actually. Oh, no. To add a disturbing element to it, it seems by several accounts that Jeffrey and Victoria have been carrying on their illicit relationship for seven years. She's 22. So that mm. means they started at the ripe age of 15. Mm. Now, there was no mention that Crystal was aware. But the way the articles read, this was the worst kept secret in town. So it would be surprising to me, just based upon what I read, to find out that she didn't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Apparently, on the night of the event, mm-hmm. I want to interject here by saying some of the dialogue came from the Inquisitor, and the Inquisitor is known to be like this kind of like uh, tabloid kind of news. And I don't know how accurate it is, but mm-hmm. we weren't there at the time, and this article is the only one that paints a picture of the dialogue, like the actual okay, words okay, okay, that okay, came okay. out of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Victoria <laughs> Nathaniel came up with a plan to rob Jeffrey, even though. Jeffrey was generous to fault. <laughs> Even though Jeffrey was generous to fault with Crystal, uh-huh. she got tired with Crystal and her family. Crystal got tired of her family using him for money and demanded that Jeffrey stop shelling out cash whenever they asked. Because remember, he paid for the sisters to move. I'm he taking everybody of on vacation. Of course, he wants to harass them and do things well, to them. She Jeffrey don't know. nasty. She don't know. Listen, so she's like, I want you to stop. Stop Keep giving them money. Pants. In retrospect, that probably put Jeffrey in a shitty position with his girlfriend slash sister-in-law who probably got accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Of course. Okay. According, to, <laughs> according to the article, after being lured to the house under the pretense of helping with a car that wasn't working, and by the way, I put in quotes and brackets here, brackets here. I'm not sure if this was their code for something, because maybe oh. that was their code to meet up and, mm. you know, like, hey, mm-hmm. come over, my car engine <laughs> cold. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I don't know. My car engine is overheating. <laughs> My car engine overheating. <laughs> Come and fix it. Like, I don't know. Oh, right? water, bitch. <laughs> anyway, upon arrival at the house, Terry, the other sister, remember he paid for two sisters to move to Tampa. She was also there. And she was given $2,400 by Victoria Nathaniel. And it was implied that this was hush money for what was about to go down. Like, here, hold this money, go in the room, shut your ass. That was basically it. Sorry, Nathaniel and Victoria then asked Terry to wait in the bedroom until Jeffrey left. And from the room, she was just macoing, right? Because the plan really was for Nathaniel and Victoria to just rob Jeffrey. Because remember, Crystal is stopping Jeffrey from giving them money. Mm. But... She, Jeffrey is Victoria's side man, and Victoria has grown accustomed to a lifestyle. Yes. Victoria man has also grown accustomed to a lifestyle. She's <laughs> like, bitch, so, the engine is not working anymore. Come on. So Terry, who has also grown accustomed to a lifestyle, has received some money to stay in the room and shut up while Jeffrey is being robbed. Okay? Yeah. That is Why the picture. Why did she do a macoing shit? Well, of course, she in the room. She macoing. She get $2,400, but she's like, shut, let me just pay attention. Let me hear, you know? Let me see what's going on. I'll be, I'll be in the bunker. Anyway, apparently Terry said when she leave the room, she could hear Nathaniel and Victoria kissing and planning happily to rob Jeffrey when he reached. And Very then when bitch. Jeffrey arrived, things got quiet. 
And so Terry, big Mako she is, leave the bedroom to go <laughs> and see what was going on. And Jeffrey had a gun pointed at him. Mm. Jeffrey simply said, quote, hey man, I'll give you what you want. Just let me live. Nathaniel, who was emboldened by the fact that he had a weapon in Jeffrey's mm-hmm. face, mm-hmm. said, quote, sit down, fat boy, city boy, rich boy. I've been waiting to get you. You think you can have sex with two sisters, rich boy? And things just broke down from there. Nathaniel forced Jeffrey into the van. Some articles said that another woman was with them on the trip, implying that Terry was also hurting ah, into the van because she didn't keep her ass inside. Terry, so Terry mm, ended up in the van. Oh. She was paid to stay you out of it. Bet. Terry went. You see, you see that's why I, did, I, did, I don't have. I don't. I have no regrets for my millionaires' plans. Terry, uh, Terry got paid to keep her ass out of it. <laughs> Terry ended up in it. So Terry, and everybody get bundled in the van, and they go. Uh, once in the van and tied, Jeffrey. John Jeffrey was tied. Nathaniel, whose anger seemed to be bubbling at that point, um, decided he was going to be beat Jeffrey. Bitch. Yeah, but he get him out. So now he need to have sex with this two bitch. Well, right. So now uh-huh. he's beating Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. He and Victoria yeah. beating Jeffrey, demanding money. Hmm. And when he wouldn't cooperate, Nathaniel gave the gun to Victoria, saying, quote, shoot him or I'll shoot you. Oh, damn. I know. Damn, Nathaniel. And she's going to go like, oh, bye, Nathaniel. And then you, bitch, leave Crystal. Give me my monies. Well, that's what I was ideal, but I think they were okay. Like, the way I read it, everybody seemed okay with the status quo. Things only went bad when... Crystal tell Jeffrey to stop giving money. Because Crystal got jealous. I f- this is what I feel, but all the articles implied that Crystal didn't know. Anyway, Victoria then shot Jeffrey, as instructed, ending Why his life. Mm. After authorities followed the leads, including eyewitnesses who saw everybody get bundled into the van, mm-hmm. and the fact that it was known that Jeffrey was heading by Victoria in the first place because she called and she said, you know, my engine over here, and we were making those jokes, to see about her car issues, and of course, because of Michael Terry too. <laughs> Both Nathaniel and Victoria were arrested on first-degree murder charges, almost immediately. Like, this this was not a crime that was well thought out. It's not like they were on the lamp for months. <laughs> it was like, okay, we just found the body. Let's go here. Let's get these people. Everybody went to jail. <laughs> Despite the battered spouse defense, because that's what her team, the defense, Victoria's defense said, her team um, were indicating that Victoria was a victim of Nathaniel's power and anger. The prosecution countered by laying out that Victoria may have just been jealous that her sister, Crystal, had Jeffrey, right? Mm -hmm. And ultimately said that Victoria wasn't blameless because she knew nothing good was going to happen the minute she called Jeffrey for help. Mm -hmm. Whether she thought it was going to be a robbery or not, she called Jeffrey to lure him there, Mm -hmm. knowing that Tanya was going to be waiting to either rob him or something else, okay? Mm In the end, after a four-day trial, the jury took just two hours to find Victoria guilty of first-degree murder, Mm -hmm. armed kidnapping, and armed carjacking. And ultimately, and I found this was insane, that me personally, I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, but it's wild. Ultimately, sentencing her to life for each charge. Mm. So she got three life sentences. Mm. But she's Uh, only, what, 22? Only 22. That's so sad. Upon hearing her fate, Victoria apparently turned to her mother, who was in the courthouse that day, and said, quote, Jeffrey forgives me. Hmm. But the families involved in the crime were polarized in their opinion of the outcome. 
Jeffrey Dampier Sr., Jeffrey Father, mm -hmm. was quoted as saying that he thought the state did a good job and that he and his family were happy with the outcome, but several articles said that the family was shocked to learn that Jeffrey Jr. had been carrying on with Victoria from such a young age. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then, although not condoning her crime, Victoria, who had another sister named Tiffany, not Marco Terry, so they're Crystal, Marco Terry, Victoria, and Tiffany, and, mm -hmm. right? Her other sister, Tiffany, who was the only one who voiced what was probably on everybody's mind or anybody with a heart mind. Quote, she said, quote, they knew she was just 15 when he started messing with her. Mm -hmm. Where is the justice for her? Fair. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean you should go and shoot somebody with a shotgun in the head. But um, still, uh, yeah, still, it's if, still something. Because I feel like if they're quick if to some consider, of us get the chance, yeah, I know. I just feel like it, they're quick to consider mitigating circumstances in other people. I think it's important for you to know Crystal, Jeffrey, Nathaniel, all of them—they're all black. That's that probably should help you with the three life sentences part. If you're trying mm -hmm. to wrap your mind around why she didn't get like fifty years or whatnot, she got three two, life sentences. Two years, two years. Yeah, or something crazy. Like I just want to paint that picture for you. So, yeah, so I think like when people have mitigating circumstances and they're not black, the courts tend to consider them as a factor in their crime. And we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, yeah, I agree. If he was messing with her since she was 15, he could have totally groomed her and that could have totally affected how she saw men mm -hmm. and saw her. Anyway, yeah, I, I agree with Tiffany's assessment. I agree that it should have been at least considered. I'm not mm -hmm. saying she right. I'm not saying I never said she was right. Anybody who wants to talk shit in the comments or send me any DMs, keep it to yourself. I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying, <laughs> just think about it. Like, what about her justice? Anyway, Victoria's lawyer seemed to assess the case best by saying Victoria was caught between two dominant men who controlled her life. And I assume here he meant and, with and money. The, the lack of support from her family. Yes. Because if they knew, they were equally guilty. Yes. And I her. assumed here when he said that she, they were controlling her life, that they meant that he meant that they controlled her either with money or with emotions. Yeah. Because 15 years, you start sleeping with this man. Maybe she was in love with Jeffrey, you know? And then Nathaniel come, and if maybe he was overbearing, and he really was abusive. Like, we don't know, but nobody's willing to listen to her because they're all caught up in this whole... She killed him. She killed him, mm -hmm. and it was because he was a lotto winner. Like, you think beyond that. You have a, you have a bunch of extra information. Like, mm -hmm. make a better mm -hmm. assessment, you know? Anyway, from what I read, Nathaniel's trial carried on in the same manner, and he was sentenced similarly. Like, I believe he walked away with the same. Although, it's a, if you try to look him up, you find another Nathaniel Jackson's crime, which is apparently more interesting, and we may do that one next week. <laughs> um, but it, all they said in the articles was that he was um, sentenced similarly. Jeffrey's widow, Crystal Jackson mm -hmm. Dampierre, mm -hmm. the, the second wife, was interviewed about 10 years after the murder. Mm -hmm. And she said, quote, I don't play the lottery at all. I don't touch it because I'm afraid if I win, I would sit down and cry. Nothing. Crystal real dumb. Why Crystal dumb? Just so that is harsh. Sit down and cry. Yeah, because she, because she's associated with only bad things. I think the article went on to say she thought it was a curse. Like the lotto is a curse, and it is. There are a lot of no. There's a lot of there are a lot of um. There are a lot of things. A lot of articles out there talking about the curse of the lotto. Like there are a lot of stories about. You are not reading that. I'm not. No, Chanel. I'm not. I bring do, the fucking energy. Do you know you? I kick you out of my will. <laughs> 
before you do the case, because I know you probably might, there was this guy, his name was Abraham Shakespeare. Okay. And he got killed by a lady named Didi. He, <laughs> because he won the lottery. I but he was, he was, he was slow, right? Like he was, he wasn't, he wasn't dumb, but he, by any means, but he wasn't um, savvy, like financially savvy, whatnot. And Didi came and was like, I will manage your finances for you. I will sort all of this out. And of course, she was stealing his money. I'll get Steven to do that for So, what, of course, yes. <laughs> so then, Steven. <laughs> We're going to add, we need you to sort out our finances when we win the lottery. And anyway. be like, do this. Why? <laughs> He's gonna get mad. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna. But we will pay you handsomely for your services. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> Didi ended up killing Abraham, buried him underneath, like in her garage, built, put foundation and all kind of thing over I his body, and then was sending text messages to his family. And his mother was like, "This man, this person, this whoever's texting me is not my son. You know, like this is not him." And she was replying for him. And if you ask her, every time she do an interview, her reason change. Like, she have a different defense. Mm. She was mm. found guilty. She went to jail. So I'm just... Save you from doing that case. If you come across a guy who sounds like he should be in, like, the Renaissance period, Abraham Shakespeare. Yeah, I just... I told you the case. As we're on that topic, I saw a girl walking around in um, Robin Hood clothes. <laughs> No, no, I'm coming back from the gym. She identifies as a Robin Hood. Well, <laughs> yes. So she had on like the tights and the the vest with the with the lace, <laughs> and she had a cape. And I was coming back from the gym, and I got mad. And do you know why? What did you get? Because if you're gonna do that, I want you to commit to your outfit. She had a regular backpack. Like all she needs to do is to get a stencil and put ye old backpack on it, and then she would be still in character. I was very annoyed. Like why would you drop out a character like that? I was very, I was supporting you. She needed like a bow and arrow as well. <laughs> I wanted to stop and talk to her, but I, I didn't. I just mind my business, you know. I just kept on it. Um. Um, just to give everybody an update from last week when I talked about getting the vaccine and how I had some, some potential possible issues. Um, I did. <laughs> I ended up having to make a report to the adverse event people because the only thing that changed in my life that week was that I got the vaccine. And then on Thursday, I woke up with a stabbing pain in my eye. And I'm not trying to minimize this. This is the worst pain I've ever had in life. It was like somebody took a hot needle and was sticking it into my eye every time I looked at light. It was really bad. According to the internet, I had photophobia. So I'm not saying, I am not at all saying that the bivalent vaccine gave me photophobia, but I'm not saying that it didn't. Okay? And I'm saying I'm not going to get it. And I support that decision. <laughs> I mean, here I am. Because like, I, I, I've had this my fourth vaccine now. I'm obviously not somebody who's like anti-vaccine or I have like woes about the vaccine. But that was very scary to like wake up and not be able to see out of my mm-hmm. eye. The eye doctor said my eye is physiologically okay. But um, they have no idea what caused it. And the only thing they could think of is that it could have been a side effect of the vaccine. Possibly. Mm-hmm. So... Take with that what you will, but I know people were asking me. Actually, I have a friend of mine, Lisa. She's a doctor, Mm -hmm. and she listens to the podcast, and she messaged me. She's like, any side effects yet? So I told her, and she's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa, my eye is doing much better now. Much better. But that's about it. Yeah. No, thank you. But I have all of them vaccines. Like, I don't have this new variant, whatever it is. 
But I you had three, right? Me. You got four. Three. You have four? Yeah. Oh, well, then you have four. I have four. I have four as well. But oh, you just didn't get the bivalent. You just uh-huh. got a, uh, you just got a boost of yeah, the regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, apparently the bivalent is supposed to like deal with the new... The new um, yeah, I have four. Um, My third one was in January before I left to Orlando, remember? Yes. And then the fourth one was when Karen went got with hurt. You and Ryan went and you mm-hmm. got uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, apparently we're gonna meet Ryan and, and Karen. The bivalent deals with the the new versions that dropped recently in um, these new ones that came out, mm-hmm. that new releases from the COVID. <laughs> and so um, when we went, there was like fresh. Like guy was like, it's a very new. This one came out like last week. I'm wondering if I should get the flu shot. But I don't know. After the after my situation the other day, I'm so wary. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like. I need my eye, like, that eye pain was insane. And I have to believe that it's the voodoo doll. So whoever has my fucking voodoo doll, just stop, okay? Just give up, right? My air is still clogged. My eye was killing me. Just don't do it anymore. Whomever has mine, can you melt my tummy? Why would you mail it to you? Melt. Melt your tummy? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, yeah, do my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Once you're there. You're there. (laughs) Just take a little off the back. (laughs) Okay. That'd be nice. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, take us away, Susanna. We know nothing. So please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, we might be clueless. But that's not a crime. Do you know what's a crime? Not to pay these people what they do. Pay these fucking people their money.